Hi, welcome to Beauty for Ashes. I'm excited to be with you today. Today we're going to be talking about doing God's will and what that looks like, walking in his will even if we don't want to do it, um, kind of the blessing that comes from doing his will, and maybe the consequences of not doing his will. So stay tuned if that sounds like something you're interested. Today we're going to start with why I've been away. So I've been away just for Pride reasons, insecurity reasons, um, just fear of what putting myself out there and not wanting to really share my life. It's hard to be like on the internet and having everyone know all about you and sharing personal stories. And it just it's a place where I don't I don't really feel comfortable. I like to have my privacy and I like to be, you know, a little less <laughs> out there. But I have found comfort in this verse in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. I'm going to read that real quick. Let me flip there. You have a Bible. I encourage you to get your Bible and get into it. Get in the word. All right. So 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says this. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. My body, my life, is not my own. My testimony is from the Lord. Everything that I have to offer is because the Lord has given it to me. And so I feel like it, as Christians, it's our duty to share our testimony, whether that's on YouTube or just to our friends or whatever. God wants us to use our testimony to glorify Him. And so this is where I'm at, is, is maybe I don't feel totally comfortable but God has given me a testimony to share and he's calling me out of my privacy because that's where I want to be. I want to be private. I want to like hold my own personal stories and my the growth that the Lord is teaching me. I want to hold it in, but he's calling me out of that and he's calling us as Christians to share because in our weakness, he is made strong. And I feel really weak in this area and I have for a long time. God is calling us into that weakness so that he can be strong and that he can be made known. And so um, that's that's where I feel like he's really telling me to step out of that comfort zone. Uh, I want to turn to Second Samuel six fourteen, and this is just a chapter of the Bible that I just love. It talks about how David dances before the Lord. So um, meet me here in Samuel fourteen. It says, "Sorry, Second Samuel six verse fourteen. Yeah." And David danced before the Lord with all of his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. And then skip down to verse 20. It says, David returned to bless his household. But Michael, the daughter of Saul, this is his wife, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself before the eyes of his servants, female servants, as one of the vulgar fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. And David said to Michael, it was before the Lord who, who chose me above your father and above all his house to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord. And I will celebrate before the Lord and I will become even more undignified than this. And I will be abased in your eyes. But for the female servants of whom you have spoken of, by them I shall be held in honor. So David was dancing before the Lord and praising the Lord. And like basically uh, his whitey tidies, if you will. And Michael, his wife, saw that and it was kind of disgusted, which I'm sure 
a lot of people would be. <laughs> I don't really want to see anyone dancing in their underwear. But David was doing it before the Lord out of just, I don't know, honor and respect. And he was saying, Lord, I will do, I will become even more indignified than this. I'll become uh, I'll become humili- humiliated in my own eyes in glory of the Lord. And I think God wants to call us into this heart posture where maybe it's humiliating to do something that God is calling us into. And I have a really funny story about that. So hang tight. But God calls us to do things that are a little bit humiliating sometimes because, you know, it, it could bring glory to him. And so uh, whether that, I mean, I, yeah, what that looks like can really be different for each individual, but what God is calling you into is something that we really need to walk in. So I want to tell you my funny story. Here it goes. A couple years ago, I was, you know, really trying to get close to the Lord and I knew that he had something to speak to me. So I went on a hike. I went out to go on a hike and just be alone with God. And that's something that we should do all the time because it's awesome. And while I was on my hike, I felt like God is telling me to lay down in the on the power line pass. I was walking along power line pass about to hike up. I think it's called the wedge or something. This really awesome mountain. Anyway, I was like, oh, OK, I'll lay down on the ground because God tells me to. So I lay down on my face on this ground and I was just like had my face like in the snow or the frozen ground. It was kind of in the fall. And I was like, okay, I could hear people walking, but I felt God say, stay there, stay there, stay there. And I was like, this is the most humiliating thing in the world. I am laying on a path like that's pretty well used and I hear people coming. And lo and behold, these two very attractive like hunter, like they weren't hunters because you can't hunt over there, but they were like all these guys in like all camo with their binoculars. They must've been taking pictures or something. They like walk over me and, I was just so humiliated because at that time I was like super interested in finding a boyfriend and I'm literally laying here on the path with a couple guys walking by. It was so embarrassing, but I felt like God was asking me or trying to see like, what length will you go? Like, how much do you care about yourself? Like, how much will it, what, what, how much will you listen to me and do what I ask of you? At what extent will you stop doing what I tell you or whatever? So from that moment on, that whole day, God just poured out his heart to me, like spoke to me like I had never heard before. And it was incredible. It was just like the most, probably the closest, most intimate time I've ever had with the Lord, just from being faithful and listening to his will. Uh, So I want to move on and I kind of want to ask you some questions. Is there something that God is calling you to do? Is there something that you feel like is on your heart that you don't want to do? And I want to turn to um, I want to turn to Acts 17 verse 24. And this is just talking about how God doesn't need us; He wants us. You know, God might be calling us into something that's in His will, and it feels uncomfortable, or we don't want to do it, or you know, for whatever reason, we want to run from His will. But this is this is God doesn't need us to do His will; He's asking us and calling us into it because He wants to use us. And so Acts 17 verse 24 says this. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor does nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. 
So God doesn't need us. He He's not waiting around for us to build temples for him to live in. He's not waiting around for our hands to do his will. He created us and he desires relationship with us. And he desires for us to do his will because he loves us. He could have the rocks because the rocks could cry out. The rocks could worship him. He doesn't need us to do anything, but he wants us to, and he's calling us into it. And God has so much blessing. And we're going to look at that in Deuteronomy in just a minute. But I really want to encourage you that if the Lord is speaking something to you and you feel like, you know, he's telling you to do something, check it against his word all the time, because a lot of times God... Uh, in our mind, we might think that God is telling us to do something, but it could actually be contrary to his word. And God's word is unfallible. There's nothing in here that is not wrong, but our minds and like the things that like might be spoken in our brains, they are very dependent on different circumstances or what we're feeling or whatever. There's a lot of different things that could be happening. God wants us to check those things against his word because his word will never return void. His will never it won't contradict his will. Okay. So if, if God is telling you to do something, it contradicts his, his word, then it's probably not his will. So keep that in mind always when you feel like God is telling you to do something. Um, my next question is, is there something in your life that God doesn't want you to do? Is there something that you are full knowing, knowing that it's in God's word and you are choosing, actively choosing to not do it? I'm really concerned for you because that's a really bad place to be. Matthew 7, 7 verse 21 um, talks about that. So if you would flip there, I will too. Matthew 7 verse 21 says this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter, enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. That verse says that just because you say, Lord, Lord, just because you pray, just because you know who God is and know his word does not mean you're going to heaven. What shows like the what we know is if we do the Lord's will, we know that we're going to heaven. And and of course, there's other factors. Just because you do God's will doesn't mean you're going to heaven either. I mean, you have to have your life. You have to give your life to the Lord. And we can talk about more of that. But. We know that doing God's will is super, super important. And doing God's will is is not always easy, but it comes with a reward. And so I want you to flip with me to Deuteronomy 28. And this whole whole chapter talks about what happens if you do God's word. I'm just going to read a a couple of verses off of of that, starting in verse 1. This is Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord, your God, being careful, careful to do all of his commandments that I have commanded you today, the Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all of these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle and the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. And it just goes on and on and on. God has a lot of blessings if you do his will. If you are actively walking in righteousness and doing his will. And God is calling you and me to do his will. I want to say one last thing. I was talking to um, a friend. And yeah, she was telling me that just the other day, like, you don't need to do beauty for ashes. Like, you really don't need to do it if you don't want to. And 
I felt like she didn't understand the gravity of when God speaks to us and tells us we need to do something, we really need to walk in obedience. And even if I don't want to, I know I don't have to because God isn't putting a gun to my head and he's not putting a gun to your head to do anything. But he truly, genuinely wants me to do his will. And I know there's blessing in that. So I want to encourage you that if God is telling you to do something and encouraging you to do something in your heart and, and it checks up with the word, do his will and he will bless you. God bless you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm praying for all of you. God bless.